My name is Josh, and I didn't come to Christ through a miraculous experience or rock-bottom moment, but rather through months of searching out God and exploring religions. But first, I want to go back to the beginning. I was born into a Christian family and raised in the church. However, looking back, I was too young to truly understand what it meant to be a Christian. So I'd say my journey really began two years ago when John and Ruth started a youth alpha. This was the first time religion became my own rather than my parents. When reflecting, I would say this is the point where my desire to follow Christ really began. Then at the beginning of this year, I joined a second youth group. I found the more I involved myself in Christian community, the more I saw the beauty in fellowship. By this point, I wanted to be a Christian, but I was not yet convinced it was true. At the start of Lent, I made the choice to begin exploring my faith intellectually. Very quickly, it became clear to me that there must be a God due to theological and scientific reasoning. This meant it was vital I placed my belief in the right religious tradition. This has been a particularly hard journey for me, as I was constantly filled with doubt. Often I would watch debates, and I'd find my faith was placed solely on the ability of the debater. This would leave me in a difficult position, so I turned to the Bible and the teachings of religious teachers to judge Christianity in its own, on its own merits. During this time, I met with Dan to discuss some of the questions I had, and during the conversation, I felt encouraged to ask about being baptised. This left me in a place where I had to come to a decision on whether I was going to give my life to Christ. When reflecting, I believe this was God putting me in a position where I had to give my life to finding the truth. Finding truth became an obsession. I would find myself researching the history of the Bible or trying to understand Christian doctrine when I was meant to be revising for A-levels. <laughs> to put it concisely, this was a tough time with a lot of struggle and internal conflict, which nearly saw me give up on Christ. But I wouldn't have it any other way since I don't think I'd have been open to religious experiences and this journey has forced me to grow as a person. So I'm glad to say that standing here today, I can confidently say that I believe Christianity reveals the true nature of God. I believe Christianity offers the truth of evil and salvation and that tr true Christianity is the antithesis of evil. By no means do I have all the answers, but I'm now confident enough to stand here and put my life in the hands of Christ. Thank you. you that don't know me um, my name is Christine and I've been worshipping here at PBC since around 2010 but my faith journey started long before that and it has been a journey of love I was born into a loving Christian family whose heritage stretched back through generations with marriages bringing together ancestors from the Church of England, the Salvation Army, and the Methodist Church. Faith is in my DNA. My parents took me as a baby to be christened. I was marked with the sign of the cross, and they promised to bring me up knowing the love of God. They were true to their promise, and I attended Sunday school and church youth club every week at the church where my dad played the organ. As a teenager, I willingly confirmed my belief in God, and in many ways, the deal was done. I've never seriously doubted my faith, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't room for improvement and growth. My faith has been and remains a journey. Times when I've been stuck in traffic, and times when I've definitely been in the fast lane. Life went through some twists and turns, and I ended up married with two amazing sons. 
My husband wasn't a Christian, but he enabled me to take the boys to church. And when we moved to Seven Oaks, I set up an open youth club and got involved in helping running Alpha courses when they were a really new thing. Around the millennium was a sad time for me personally. My dad died and my marriage broke up. Sorry, bit upset. I was living in Southborough and attending the Methodist church there. Church had to take place in the hall as the church building had been condemned as unsafe. There was... It's going to take a minute. There was a very small congregation. It was challenging. But it was there that I met two outstanding Christian women, Jane Webb and Jan Wilson, both, sadly, no longer with us. They gave me sherry and gin. They lent me their cars and they prayed and cried with me. If Jesus had been picking women for disciples, I believe he would have picked them. I've tried to be more like them ever since. My own faith grew through examples and experiences of others and my own personal encounters with God who I believe has given me the gift of encouragement, the ability to get alongside people when they need it and to try, with God's help, to say the right things at the right time. I feel that God is encouraging me to do more in this area now. Over the last few months, I felt a new confidence to trust that even though I don't know what it is, God has got really big plans for me And I'm excited and I can't wait to see what's going to happen. I wanted to finish by writing some words to express where I am on my faith journey and to thank all the people who've loved and encouraged and supported me. I discovered that sometimes other people just say things better. So these stolen words are my testimony. You place the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing, God. Indescribable, uncontainable. Heaven came to fight for me. All my days I've been held in your hand. All my life you have been faithful. So, so good. I have lived in the goodness of God. I'm surrendering now. I give you my everything. Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through to 7. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, 
Then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Thank you. <clears throat> just come back from holiday, and on holiday I was listening to an audio book. It was just a nice story, and I got kind of immersed in that book. I wonder for you, what do you like to immerse yourself in? If you're a gamer, is anybody a gamer here? I'm, I know one or two. One or two. You might immerse yourself in a game. If you're into music, maybe you become like Sister Sledge, lost in music. You immerse yourself in a good book. You immerse yourself in gardening. There are all sorts of things in which we can immerse ourselves. Now, the word baptism means immerse, to be immersed. To be baptised is to be immersed. And today our friends are being immersed in water. But they've made the decision that in their lives it's worthwhile for them to be immersed in Jesus. Who do you or what do you immerse yourselves in? We've heard so far from Josh and Christine and I'm sure you can see that they're very different. We'll hear later from Gary, and he again is different. One of my fears when exploring Christianity for myself at the age of 19 or 20 uh, was that I would become a clone of other Christians. I didn't want to be like the rest. But what I've discovered is that actually what God wants for us is not to be clones, but we're all to be who we're truly meant to be. And that means we're all very different. Now the Apostle Paul in this little passage that Tanya read to us was travelling around the Mediterranean and other people were as well in this time of the early church. And as they travelled around, they met different people who believed in Jesus. And they really were different. They spoke different languages. Some were Gentiles. They hadn't really had a a believing faith. Some were Jews, and they came to believe in Jesus as Messiah. They spoke different languages. They uh, had different skin colors. Some were um, rich, and some were poor. Some were free, and some were slaves. They were really all different. And this group in Ephesus that we just heard about, um, that Paul came and found, They were different, again, they were people on a journey. Been hearing about Christine's journey, Josh's journey so far. I wonder, what's your journey? I wonder, does faith feature in your journey? Does an experience of God feature in your journey? He found some disciples, Paul, and he asked them this question, interesting question. Did you receive 
the Holy Spirit when you believed. Didn't say, did you tick all the boxes and sign on the dotted line? He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit? Our faith is about receiving. Receiving what God has already done for us. Now it can be hard to receive, if you're one of those independent types who likes to do everything yourself, to receive something that's given to you and to give to you freely actually can be a bit of a challenge. But that is the truth of Christianity, that it is a gift given freely. And our job is to receive. To believe, yes, but also just to receive. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now the Holy Spirit is the third person of God. As Christians we believe God is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Three persons but one God. And we believe that God is in relationship with himself. He's a God of love. Because he is God the Holy Spirit, it's possible for us to know him. Not just to believe in a distant deity, but to know as we've been singing, a good, good father. Possible for us to know that he's alive. Did you receive? As you walked in, maybe you saw that there were pastries available. And maybe in your mind you saw the pastries and you thought, I believe there are pastries in this church. But unless you receive one of those pastries into your mouth, it's not going to do much good for you but you can have them. There's even gluten-free ones and dairy-free ones. Please receive the pastries. Otherwise, I'll eat too many. And these people said, no, we haven't heard of the Holy Spirit. I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay, they're on a journey. They've not got there yet. Paul thinks I'll come back to that later. And then he says, what baptism did you receive? Now there's an assumption that if they're believers, they will have been baptised. As we said earlier, it's not about what we do, it's about what God does. And yet, however you do it, whether you do it as a baby, whether you do it with a sprinkling of water or like we do, um, the proper way, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, But however you do it, there is an expectation that your faith will be represented publicly through baptism. What baptism did you receive, Paul says? Oh, well, we we received John's baptism. Now, John was John the Baptist, and he he appeared on the scene before Jesus. But he was really the warm-up act. And as soon as Jesus came to the fore, John receded. So John's baptism was really only for a season. No one now gets baptised in the name of John the Baptist, or at least I don't think they do. But these people are not quite caught up with that yet. And so they say, well, yeah, we got baptised with John's baptism. Paul says, okay, John's baptism was just a preparation. It was a baptism of repentance. Now that's a posh religious word. But really all it means is a change of mind, a change of heart, a turning around from doing one thing and turning towards another. Letting go of things that maybe were sinful and wrong and turning towards God. 
we've been hearing today of the faith and the repentance of Josh and Christine and Gary. Repentance because they've turned away from other ways of living, other things to follow, other things to immerse themselves in, and they've turned to Jesus. But why have they done that? Well, you've heard a bit of the story. They've decided that it's worth being immersed in Jesus, and it is worth repenting of other things. You know, life is full of choices. We sometimes feel we've got endless choices, but the reality is we make one choice at a time. When you pick up your smartphone, um, that really is the world, is your oyster. You can... You might pick it up to make a phone call, but then you get distracted and you check the weather and then your messages and social media. And all. Before you know it, oh, what was I supposed to be doing? But in actual fact, we're making choices all the time. When you choose to immerse yourself in a YouTube rabbit hole, then you're not immersed in something else. Josh, Christine and Gary have chosen to follow Jesus because they've decided he's worth it. Now Paul, when he hears that they've been baptised in John's baptism, he then goes on to no doubt explain about the one coming after John, that is, in Jesus. He would have told them who Jesus is, how he's the Son of God, how he came to save us, came to save us from our sins. He healed, did miracles. He died on a cross and rose again. He would have preached the message about Jesus. The heart of our faith is about Jesus. But Jesus physically walked on the earth 2,000 years ago, you see, and then he went and ascended to his Father in heaven. But he's alive as we sang at the start of the service. They were baptised then in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were immersed in Jesus. Do you know it's possible to live a life immersed in Jesus? And Paul prays for these people and the Holy Spirit comes on them. The water was there to represent what God was doing. The death, if you like, of Jesus. The rising again. And those who follow do the same thing. But then the Holy Spirit came on them. And they did receive the Holy Spirit. And there was evidence of that. They spoke in tongues. They spoke in these prayer languages. You can still speak in tongues today. It's a prayer language available to you. It connects you with heaven. And they prophesied. They spoke the words of God. And you can still do that today. That's a gift from God. They spoke it out. I'm so excited. I've been so excited about this day. Because I've had the privilege to hear the story of our three friends. And how God is, has, and is, and is going to continue leading them on a journey. And may their testimony, may the person of Jesus, whom they are immersing themselves in, may that be an encouragement to us today. If you want to know more, then grab them after uh, after the service. What difference has this made for you? 
I became a Christian at 20 and I'm 50 now, 30 years later, I don't regret it for one second. Jesus has joined the dots in my life. I've known that I am loved and accepted by someone who knows all about me, even the nasty stuff, and yet I'm still cherished and loved as a child of God. And I celebrate that today with our friends. Let's pray.